Go wild with Nation Gear's end of regular season merch madness sale. Nation Gear is offering our favorite fans 20% off all regular season merch. And we're going to give you free shipping on any orders over $200. Stock up your closet for the playoffs. Rep your team and grab that merch you've been eyeing up all season long. Don't wait. This sale only lasts from April 1st until April 7th. Shop the sale at nationgear.ca. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Blue Jays Today. We're your boys. We always got something to say about the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm your host, Adam Peddle. And I'm your host, Nicholas Playlog. And today, folks, we have a very special guest joining us, journalist, analyst, brings you your Blue Jays news and is frankly just a stud in his own right. We're talking about Shai Davidi. What's up, bro? How's it going? It's going all right, guys. Uh, Fun to be down here back in uh, Dunedin with baseball returning and uh, pitchers and catchers getting going. Nice to hear the sounds of mitts popping again, a few bats cracking as well. So uh, great time of the year. Yeah, yeah. What's the overall uh, energy? You know, this type of uh, this kind of year, man. I know you've been down there a few times. So, like, what's what's the energy amongst everybody? Well, it's different for every person, right? Because uh, you've got guys at different points in their career. But uh, you know, the conversations that I've had, and not everyone has reported just yet at camp. Uh, players uh, don't have to until uh, the weekend, and so there's a little bit. Position players don't have to until the weekend, so there's a bit of time before the entire group's there. But I think there's uh, a lot of positive energy, a lot of optimism over what uh, the the t- things that the individual players have done over the off season. Obviously there's still some lingering bad taste over what happened at the end of last season. And uh, that's obviously something that the whole team needs to overcome because it wasn't a great ending to the 2023 season, but there's always this sense of renewal during spring training. You know, it's a new season you come out of winter. You're in, in the sun, you're trying to get going again. And so uh, there's always that little bit of energy knowing that you're jumping into a new season and a new opportunity. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That was that was a phenomenal answer, by the way. But uh, I loved what you brought up there, just talking about like the the personal things that people are doing, the personal achievements. Um, obviously, the biggest talking point that we've heard about and Blue Jays Twitter is just going crazy for is Alec Manoa, just looking like a completely different person. So he is owning the media spotlight right now, and is just looking phenomenal. Is there anyone else that you've seen in the Toronto Blue Jays camp so far 
that has kind of had a, a similar transformation or, or a great offseason uh, when they're walking into camp this year? Well, I think for the reasons that you just mentioned, Alec Manoa is the obvious answer to that question, right? And that uh, in some ways is a little bit of the only answer because there's just been so much questions around him and how he's going to perform this season and whether it's a rebound, last year a blip, what went on, all those different elements. And then you see him walking through camp and you're right. He does look like um, a person at the, at the top of his game. And it's the mm -hmm. most tired of uh, spring training tropes, you know, dude is in the best shape of his life. And, uh, but that very well may be the case here for, for Alec Manoa. And so uh, he's such a swing for this franchise. If he's closer to the 22 version of himself than the 23 version of himself, I mean, Imagine that slotting in uh, once again behind Gosman, behind Barrios, behind Bassett, uh, with Kikuchi uh, having righted himself. All of a sudden, that's a, a pretty daunting starting rotation if it all comes together. And so uh, I, I think for that reason, Manoa is the prime answer. Uh, I'm sure when Vladimir Guerrero Jr. gets here, uh, there'll be a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, impressive looks at, at him too. At least based on the Instagram videos, based on you saw them, right? <laughs> I have, and also what I've heard about the the work that he's put in. Uh, I think that for for a number of reasons, he's uh, going to be extremely uh, excited about getting this season going and turning the page on on last year. So uh, when he arrives, I'd expect that to be the answer, but. Uh, for the time being, you know, Alec Manoa really is the guy who's turning heads. Well, let's talk about Vladdy for just one second, because obviously there was the whole arbitration thing that just went down. And I mean, there was a big talk around Blue Jays fans in general uh, about why uh, the Toronto Blue Jays decided to to even go with that route. When we're talking about a player of, of Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s caliber and and supposedly supposed to be your, your franchise guy, uh, why are we why are we dealing with with a two million dollar swing here? Do you think that Guerrero, after having those meetings, is going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and, and just wanting to show everybody that like he really is the Blue Jays guy? Well, I I don't I don't want to go too long on this because this it to me I'm really fascinated by the arbitration process in general. Uh, I kind of nerd out on it a bit. Uh, <laughs> nerd out, <laughs> but. I will say this. So at its core, arbitration is just about finding comps, right? Uh, I, my numbers are similar to this player's numbers at this point in time of our service clock, and therefore I should be paid X amount, right? And so in this case, the Blue Jays and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. didn't couldn't agree on a comp, and that's why you saw such a difference in numbers. And the reason I was sort of surprised by that is because all along his career, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has been tied to Pete Alonso, mm. uh, both in numbers, service time, and salary. And so Guerrero was initially ahead of him. Uh, Alonso matched him and this year moved ahead of him. And it seemed to me that that was a pretty good negotiating starting point. Uh, for whatever reason, the sides uh, couldn't. Uh, reach an agreement before the deadline. The Blue Jays are a file and trial team, so you often go to your hearing. And when you get to a hearing, there are different ways you can argue that, right? Like you can either belittle a player, you can point to comps, you make different comparisons, you say these are the reasons that this salary is the right one for him. 
Uh, and at that point, how a player ends up taking it depends on how the argument is made against him or what he hears in the hearing room. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was in the hearing room in Phoenix. Uh, he heard what the lawyer hired by the Blue Jays presented against him. Uh, these are things that the Blue Jays would have had to approve. And if there's something there that bothers him, I mean, that can linger. So I don't know if there's something specific there that has bothered him. But I think anytime you go into the room, like you're going to be upset because uh, the team is comparing you to somebody that you don't believe is an accurate reflection of your performance. And so uh, this can be something that, you know, lingers. This can be something that initially caused some irritation, then disappears. Ultimately, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. performs the way he's capable of performing this year. He's going to do very, very well in arbitration. Uh, his side won the case, so he, he the, comp, the comp that he used was clearly uh, more accurate than the one the Blue Jays put forth. And what he does with that will be entirely up to him. Right. And, and just to wrap this kind of conversation up in a bow, do you think overall, in your opinion, Shai, do you think it was kind of worth the Blue Jays' time to go through that process or maybe could have done a little bit more harm? I, ultimately, to me, again, I don't know exactly what the what the middle ground is or during their negotiations what uh, what the Blue Jays decided was their final number and, you know, did they go beyond what they, what they put forward as their offer to the arbitration uh, in hopes of setting, getting a deal done. You know, I, I don't know the exact ins and outs. Mm -hmm. So clearly the Blue Jays felt that they had gone as far as they were going to go in their pre uh, arbitration filing deadline uh, discussions. Uh, and the gap they felt was too wide. They felt confident enough in their number. Uh, so they decided to file and, you know, the Blue Jays are a team that's known as file and trial. That means if you exchange numbers, uh, the only way you're avoiding a hearing room is if you do a multi-year deal, uh, given where Guerrero is and how close he is to free agency, that really wasn't going to be a realistic option, not the way it will, not in the way that it was for Bo Bichette uh, a year ago. And so, you know, was it worth it for them? I mean, clearly they felt that they needed the arbitrator's help to break the tie here. And mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, ultimately I do think that you go to a hearing room with a player, you end up losing whether or not you win or lose the case. Uh, and we ultimately we'll see if there is some fallout from it and, and how bad it is. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of players being worth their value, we were stoked here at Blue Jays today when the Toronto Blue Jays decided to bring in Justin Turner. That dude is a freaking stud. The the energy, the smile that he brings. I was I was literally at work today just like re-watching Justin Turner walk into the building. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like there is there's just an aura around this dude. What do you think Justin Turner is gonna A bring to this team uh, and, and B have you had a chance to to talk to him at all? And, and just, like, what is the, the general vibe about Justin Turner coming in to the, to the Toronto Blue Jays? Look, I think there's a, a ton of excitement about him. And, I mean, you, you spoke uh, pretty well there about some of the reputation that he brings in. But I think well, from players, what they like about him is that he's known as uh, – I mean, I don't want to like use the term hitting savant, but just a guy who really understands the game and sees it at a really elite level mm -hmm. and 
can help elevate his teammates, not just through his performance, not just by what he does in the batter's box, by by the type of information that he shares and the way that he motivates guys and the way that he brings people together. And, you know, I, I always think back to one of the uh, videos, I think this came out around the pandemic season time, but just uh, a, one of those practical joke videos put out by the Dodgers of him kind of prank calling a bunch of his uh, Dodgers teammates. Mm-hmm. And, uh you know he like he calls them but then he's like hey i i can't talk right now let me call you back and guys have different reactions in terms of how they whether they're confused or not or the guys are like wait didn't you call me uh and then uh you know a few guys are really get after him (laughs) at the end Mm. and i think that kind of energy that kind of personality it clearly shows how much his teammates liked him and how much his teammates enjoyed him and obviously he was there a very long time and he had some long-standing relationships, but I think when you have that type of personality, that uh, somebody who brings people together, and you're able to combine that with you know very high-level performance on the field, uh, that's that's when you get a special player. And mm-hmm. in talking to people who know him, this, this is a guy who's considered someone who could be a future manager if that if that's what he wants. Uh, this is someone who's got a lot more to give to the game once he's done playing, but there's still lots there from a playing perspective. And if he can be anything like what he was for the Boston Red Sox for the Blue Jays this season, uh, that'll be a significant boost for this club. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I know there's still a year, uh, hopefully a year, at least when he's with the Toronto Blue Jays left of some good playing. Cause when you look over at Justin Turner and what he does, especially against the fastball at his age, 39, the way he's able to turn around and connect out in front with those heaters still and pulling them over the left wall, like, that's, that's pretty impressive. Mm. And when I look at the Toronto Blue Jays last year, and now I'm not too sure because I'm obviously not familiar with the team up close with them. I wasn't sure if it was an approach thing, but it seemed like a lot of the Blue Jays players were kind of not doing so well against fastballs, whether it be the sinker or the four seam or two seam. It Bringing Justin Turner in, do you think that was maybe a good, good move from the Blue Jays standpoint to have someone kind of show them how it's done to get out in front and attack the number one pitch? I mean, I don't think that that's the reason why they they brought him in, right? But having that there, it's great. Look, we're going to talk about hitting. There's been obviously a ton of conversation about what happened last year. and Was that strategy? Was that approach? Was that fundamental? Uh, The Blue Jays obviously spent a ton of time digging into that. The Blue Jays have really transformed a lot of their game planning process on the offensive side where last year you had Dave Hudgens doing the strategy stuff uh, and you had Guillermo Martinez working on the fundamentals and each one of them sort of equal in message building. Now that's unified. All that stuff is going to come out of one voice through Don Mattingly. Guillermo Martinez, Hunter Mance, and Matt Haig will continue to do uh, a lot of the other work with those players too. But when the Blue Jay players are. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Listening to game plans and talking about the things that they're going to hunt and how they're going to go after a pitcher, be it, you know, are you going to hunt the fastball? Are you going to look for the breaking ball? What are the what are the pitches that you're going to attack? What are the zones you're going to attack? What sides of the plate? Things of that nature. All that's going to be coming together in one voice from Don Mattingly, who will be talking both strategy and fundamentals at the same time. And maybe that makes things a bit more clear. Maybe that helps. I don't know that the information muddled. Hitting is individual. It, it can be really hard to bear down on sort of hitting because, you know, you can, from a pitching perspective, the pitcher is always in control. Right. So you can, to some degree, understand why certain decisions are made. But from a hitting perspective, it's more complicated because the hitter is always reacting. So you can have the best plan in the world. If you keep on getting stuff that isn't what's in your plan, you're, you're right away, you're adjusting and um, you may not, not look quite as crisp as you did beforehand. So, you know, that's a, it's a very, that's a very long answer to, to your question. Uh, but I think having another guy like Justin Turner with his experience, understanding the moment, somebody who's been able to think through a ton of at-bats in the highest of leverage of situations uh, is really helpful. And he's going to be someone that the other hitters respect because of who he is and what he's accomplished. Well, obviously, like you said, adjustments need to be made on the hitting side of things. And there has been so many conversations this entire offseason about what it was and what they can do moving forward being where you're at right now, being in Dunedin and just seeing it uh, firsthand, uh, have you noticed anything that that Don Mattingly is doing differently maybe than than they weren't doing last year or, or potentially a, a different strategy or, or implementing a different approach? Are you, are you privy to anything like that so far? Well, not just yet because, again, uh, not all the hitters have reported yet and they're not – doing sort of the full workouts that they'll start doing once uh, once the entire group does report and, uh, and really gets going there. So we'll see some of that, but really a lot of the changes are going to be evident in game planning ultimately once the games are going, right, in terms mm -hmm. of, okay, what are you doing with pitchers? And spring training games aren't going to be a great barometer of that because certain hitters may go into a game and they may just be like, you know what? I just want to see fastballs today. So I'm just worried about timing my pitches up and they may not even want to swing or they may not want to uh, do certain things because they just want to gain a certain feeling from a timing perspective. And some games it may just be, I'm only looking to try and hit sliders to the right side of the field or something along those lines. So there are different goals that aren't always sort of oriented towards uh you know, delivering a hit or whatever the case may be. It's more about just gaining feels and building up comfort to get yourself ready for the season. So spring training is a great barometer of that. 
But what I, one thing I think we saw a lot of from the Blue Jays last year were uh, just games in which they had a really tough time against the starting pitcher, maybe the first and into the second time through the order, and then maybe second, third, they really started getting to that pitcher. And I wonder if we start, I think maybe a positive sign or maybe a leading indicator will be if the Blue Jays are to just look like they're on pitchers earlier in ball games than they mm-hmm. were last. And, and perhaps that's something that may be a tell that, that things are different this year. Okay. No, well said. Well said. Uh, I wanted to kind of pivot towards some of these uh, prospects coming into the Blue Jays camp because, you know, there's a lot of buzz, obviously, around Ricky Tiedemann. Um, have you gotten a chance to hear what's going on with him? I heard he's put on like 19 pounds of muscle. That's exciting. Go, Ricky T. Get on that muscle, man. Um, yeah. Tell me what's the energy around uh, Ricky T. Are people expecting Ricky Tiedemann to maybe make some sort of impact? this year or are we still kind of waiting for an opportunity to open up for Ricky Tiedemann on the Blue Jays? Well, uh, yes and yes uh, uh, on that last part. You know, the the Blue Jays do certainly believe that he's someone who's knocking on the door. And I mean, with that stuff, with that repertoire, he absolutely should be. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. you can make a case that some of his stuff is is big league ready. Uh, There's always some fine tuning. Can he be a little bit sharper with his fastball command? Uh, Shape of slider is something he worked on uh, a fair bit last season, and he feels like he got that in a good spot. Uh, When he's locating his fastball, it just really further weaponizes his changeup and makes it all the more lethal. So the, the, and, and he is making up for lost time a little bit last year because he just logged something in the neighborhood of 60 something innings. Uh, that wasn't ideal. The Blue Jays were certainly hoping for more um, mm. in terms of uh, physically where he's at. Uh, he, when I spoke to him last week, uh, he said that he's in general lost so much weight in previous seasons and struggled to keep it on that he wanted to come to spring training a bit heavier. So he's got that, uh, he's got that bulk to hold him over or carry him through the entire season as uh, you know, once you're in the grind and you start losing weight. And so I think that has him set up in a good spot. Uh, The way he finished last season has him set up in a good spot right now. The blue Jays, are pretty set from a pitching perspective uh, once injuries start. And if there's some in- issues with performance and things of that nature uh, at that point, it, depending on where uh, Tiedemann's going to be at, uh, he'll certainly be in the conversation every time there's a need. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Tiedemann is extremely exciting and just watching his uh, like his work ethic. I, I mean, I, I feel like he is going to be somebody special and I think all Toronto Blue Jays fans are extremely excited about him. In your opinion, uh, this spring training, is there any potential other under-the-radar prospects that you are really keeping a close eye on, that that you're excited about, who could potentially make an impact on the Toronto Blue Jays? Maybe not even this season, but but in the future, and you really want to keep a close eye on them this spring training? Well, look, I think... Uh, there are going to be some familiar familiar names uh, like Aralvis Martinez and Addison Barger and Spencer Horowitz and mm-hmm. uh, Davis Schneider, who we expect to be on the team. I guess guys who have been uh, around the club uh, are just really knocking on the door. But, uh, you know, a couple of names that Blue Jay fans may be a bit less familiar with. One of them is Damiano Palmigiani. Mm. Uh, Canadian yeah. uh, Canadian third baseman uh, who's really made big strides. I've heard him compared to Davis Schneider a little bit in terms of his work ethic and ability to isolate in the zone and ability to uh, 
really just impact the baseball. Uh, he's a, he's a really bright kid, uh, Canadian. So obviously, and, um, marketability, he's, there we go. That's, uh, but he's somebody who's, uh, just performed. He's just hit at, mm-hmm. at every level. He touched triple a last season. I uh, expect him to start there uh, and where he goes from that point forward will be up to him and, and how he's able to keep on hitting. Uh, another guy who uh, I got a chance to meet last season was uh, Alan Roden. Uh, outfielder yeah. was uh, with uh, single A Vancouver and then moved up to double A New Hampshire. Uh, and just uh, a guy, uh, I had one uh, one uh, rival scout say to me, uh, you know, this guy, just a pure baseball player and maybe one of the uh, headiest baseball players that they have in the, in the farm system. So uh, mm. he's a guy who uh, could, Good contact bat. The Blue Jays have worked with him about trying to get to a bit more power because they think that's in there for him. He's shown some some good results with that, uh, even at Double A in in a short stint there. Uh, he's got a chance to maybe open this season at Triple A, and uh, he he's the type of player who, uh, with the right push and the right opportunity, uh, could also find his way into into factoring for the team this year. So uh, those those are a couple of guys that come to mind when when you ask that question. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 both of those names we are familiar with, but they're definitely a little bit more under the radar for sure, and uh, both very exciting in their own right. One player who, uh, not under the radar anymore, uh, Eduardo Escobar. I have never seen, I have truly never seen more upheaval, maybe that's the right term, more upheaval over a minor league deal in my time watching the Toronto Blue Jays at all, dude, like, it comes out at 11 o'clock last night, all of Blue Jays' Twitter. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And it's a minor league deal. He's going to come to spring training. But I think the the whole sentiment from, from Blue Jays fans as a whole was uh, another infielder, another infielder, uh, you know, an, uh, an, an older infielder. Can you give us a little bit of insight? Yeah, as I to- hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a little bit of insight as to, as to why – the Toronto Blue Jays may have been targeting Eduardo Escobar, why they brought him in on this minor league contract and, and potentially what he could bring to this team. Whoa, time for your daily Betway breather. A quick reminder that the best place to bet is on Betway. Must be 19 years of age or older to play in collaboration with iGaming Ontario. Please bet responsibly. Now, back to the content. All right, so first off, let's start with this. There's no such thing as a bad minor league deal, right? You're not committed yeah. to anything. There's, That's what I'm uh, saying, you, man. <laughs> you get to bring the guy to camp and you have a look at him, and if he fits, that's great. Now, let's remind uh, everybody about Eduardo Escobar is a, has been a really good player. I mean, five times in his career, 20-plus home runs, he was mm-hmm. all-star in 2019. 2019, yeah. Carried my yeah. fantasy team. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, <laughs> there you go. He had a great year in 2021. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, this this is not just uh, any anybody. This is a good player, switch hitter. Uh, and talking to some people who have played with them, uh, the, I've heard uh, consummate pro, uh, absolutely tremendous teammate, uh, does everything that you want from a clubhouse perspective uh, on the field, goes about it the right way. The question is, uh, was last year's decline, it was – Certainly not the type of stat line we're used to seeing from uh, from Escobar in his 99 games with the Mets and the Angels. Uh, is that just something that 
uh, he can overcome? Was that a blip or was that a sign that he's he's nearing at the end because he is 35? And mm-hmm. at that point, uh, some players do start declining. So that is the the question for the Blue Jays. But if he can recapture some form, if he looks like the the, the player he was in 2022, I mean, there is abs- there is absolutely a place for him there. And, you know, he's a switch hitter. The thing is, you've got such a glut of infielders. And mm-hmm. even with the ones that they had, uh, how are they going to fit all that together? Uh, I think you can still look at it and say, okay, you move these pieces around. I can see how maybe you want to combine that. And But there's not going to be enough at-bats for everyone. Ultimately, you let some competition happen and uh, you let that run. Uh, you've got an area of depth that by which you can maybe use uh, in a trade for down the road. I think the, that's some one area where uh, you could definitely think that the Blue Jays might try to trade from in, in the weeks ahead. But you also just the, the Blue Jays also want to be a team with versatility, not just in terms of, oh, these guys can play a lot of positions, but they want to be versatile in terms of, the types of, of lineups they can run out there. So if there's a day where they really need strong ground ball defense, then this is the group you run out there. And if there's a day where uh, they feel that they need a lot of contact, well, then this is the group that you run out there. And if there's a day where they feel like they need damage, well, then you've got a different set. So it's like, it's almost just like having uh you know, a different screwdriver for every type of screw that you may fa- uh, you may have to use when you're constructing something. So uh, that I think is part of this too, where, you know, the Blue Jays don't have uh, an everyday guy at second. They don't have an everyday guy at third. So you try to get a bunch of different pieces to combine into a greater whole. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, it never hurts. It never hurts to have more depth, especially some guys like, Eduardo Escobar, who can bring you that experience. And hey, you never know. Maybe, maybe it's a you know a, a year where he comes back, it's over 20, maybe works himself into some big playing time. You never know. You never know. But speaking of having a little bit of a, of a little bit of a competition internally, um, you have IKF, you have Kevin Bisho, and you have David Schneider. And right now, the roles at third and second base, they're not really defined. I think it's going to be through some trial and error, seeing who's fitting well, where defensively, like you said, all these different kind of matchups right now. And I know that you talked to John Schneider and he said that it's going to be a cool puzzle to solve as we're moving forward. Uh, What's kind of the feeling right now? Where do you kind of expect the Blue Jays to begin testing out this group of three in the infield? Yeah, so I think that we could expect uh, Isaiah Kainer-Falefa to – at least uh, at his start to be the guy who's a bit of the focus at third base. Uh, Kevin Biggio, probably a bit of the focus at second, uh, but also getting some third, probably bouncing between those two spots and probably the outfield on occasion if needed as well. Uh, And David Schneider, uh, uh, you know, John Schneider said that they right now want to uh, or envision him primarily playing at second base and left field uh, on certain days, uh, you know, if there's a, a left-hander that you know that they really feel he's going to fare well against, so you might see him in left field uh, on, in those days. So uh, I, I think that's the initial sort of setup. Now, does somebody perform really well and take the job and running with it? Does somebody struggle, uh, leading to uh, some some different configurations? 
that is all to be decided. But I, at least as things stand right now, sort of the you know the way the the Blue Jays may have this on their vision board uh, as they jump into the season, I think that's where things stand. Hmm. Okay. Uh, speaking about vision boards, uh, you know we're we're kind of kind of coming to time right now, and I know you're you're a busy guy. I was hoping to potentially wrap this thing up by getting your vision for the Toronto Blue Jays in 2024 and and just, I guess, evaluating this team and, and answering the question, is this enough? Is this squad enough to, in your opinion, take them over that hump that they keep hitting, that, that glass ceiling of wild card and then out? Um, is this squad going to be able to potentially go further than that? So it's really interesting, and I've had this discuss, uh, discussion, something along these lines, uh, with a number of people. But if you took this roster and you just removed the name Blue Jays from it, and you removed sort of the recent history from it, and you presented it to somebody and said, "How would you feel about this as a starting point?" I think that. Uh, if you were just, again, looking at it objectively without the lens of what's happened the past couple of off seasons, mm-hmm. you probably say, yeah, let's go. This is pretty good. Uh, but the for everybody around the team, fans, uh, obviously players, coaches, you know, the, there is that lens of what happened last season and what happened in 22 and what happened in 21. You know, the, you can't get rid of that. And, you know, I, I know there are some uh, people on the team who believe that they're a little frustrated that the Blue Jays haven't maximized themselves, or at least they feel they haven't, you know, gotten everything they can out of all the ability they have. And I think the look, everyone's been through a lot with this franchise in the last few years. You think about the pandemic in Buffalo, three cities in 21, one game short, collapsed against the Mariners frustrating 23 with uh, just endless amounts of runners in scoring position left uh, on the bases, uh, so many frustrating games, and then the game two debacle in Minnesota. I mean, that's a lot to process in a short period of time. And and maybe that's colored some opinion. Uh, and then you have the whole Shohei Otani thing in the, uh, in the offseason. I can understand why so many people – uh, are frustrated right now and you know the, it's it's really been a lot but i think objectively you look at what this group has like you've got uh, a pitching staff that would be the envy of the vast majority of clubs in baseball uh you've got an offense with a lot of talent that underperformed last season but if it reverts to or uh, progresses back to the mean all of a sudden uh it should be more than adequate to be competitive. Uh, you know, I think even if you look at the, the Blue Jays hitting with runners scoring position, you know, if they're hitting 10 or 15 points better with runners in scoring position last season, we're probably having a different conversation. So yeah. I, I think for all those reasons, like, yeah, you on in theory, on paper, you would have liked to see uh, more significant additions. I can understand. I can at least see some of the logic in why the Blue Jays approached this offseason the way they did. It doesn't necessarily feel good. It doesn't exactly leave you with the, yeah, let's go kind of feeling. But that doesn't mean that the, this team is in a bad spot. And so, you know, I think that this is a, a really interesting team. I think they, they 
project well through objective models. Uh, you know, it's can they piece all the all the smaller things together? Can they make up some of the gaps and the crevices uh, that that really cost them the last couple of years? Uh, can they can they do a better job there? Get everything they they can out of the group that's on the field uh, and and maximize uh, the opportunity before them. That that to me is where the question for this team lies. I don't think that it's a case of them not having enough talent, but can they put it all together? And that's a conversation we've been having for three, four years now. Uh, and and that's the question that is going to be the one that is the most important for this team this year. Shai, uh, be honest with me, man. You brought up Otani there. Were you on the plane tracker? Because we were on the plane tracker, man. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I, I was aware of the plane tracker. I was not constantly tracking the plane. Look, I mean, that day, that, that day was madness for a number of reasons. And look, uh, I, I, the, the Blue Jays did what you should hope that your team does. It's take your best shot at it. Uh, ultimately, uh, you know, the consensus in the industry was that Shohei Otani wanted to go to the Dodgers. Uh, that's really been the feeling the past couple of years that it was going to be Dodgers all along. Uh, the Blue Jays, took their shot. I mean, it's a, a once in a generation, once in a century type of talent. Uh, you should try, uh, but it was always going to be a, a low probability of success venture. Uh, there wasn't success there in the end. And I think the, you know, the, that it went on as long as it did raised some hopes uh, that maybe the Blue Jays had managed to elbow aside the Dodgers uh, but ultimately, that that wasn't the case, and he ended up at the place where everybody thought he was going to be all along. That's okay, man. We're just going to beat them in the World Series this year. That's right. It's all good. That's right. <laughs> there you go. You get, it's it's perfect for the narrative. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Shy, we appreciate you taking your time down there in Dunedin, Florida, to come on to Blue Jays today and give us your insight down there with the boots on the ground and tell us what's happening in the Blue Jays spring training camp. Thank you so much, Shy, for your time. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Be well. Cheers. Guys, that was Shai Davidi. He is phenomenal. Obviously, I mean, this goes without saying, but if you haven't already done so, go check out his work. Go read his articles. Go follow him on Twitter. Do everything. This guy is literally the best. Thank you so much, Shai, once again, for coming on. Folks, let us know your thoughts about all this in the comments down below. I really like that whole narrative about Blue Jays beating Dodgers World Series. I think we got to start owning that. That seems like a winner to me. Yeah, hashtag, like hashtag bad for baseball. That's, what, that's, what's, baseball. that's, that's what's up. That's what's up. Guys, <laughs> thank you so much for watching, everybody. And as always, uh, go, go Jays, go! go!